Welcome to the Beneath Sport Podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm a football fanatic and all-around sports lover. Here at Beneath Sports, we take a deep dive into the landscape of Canadian sports and the people behind it. So tune in every Wednesday when a new episode drops and see what lies beneath. The jersey, the pads, and the helmet. Welcome to another installment of the Beneath Sport Podcast. My name is Daryl, and today I have the pleasure of introducing a very special guest. He's a broadcaster, entrepreneur, and CEO of DuPont Media. Please welcome Darren DuPont. How's it going, Darren? Hey, Daryl. Thanks for having me. It's going great. No, How are no you? Problem. Pretty good. Not bad. A um, little bit of dump of snow today, but trying to just get through it. It's, I don't know, it's winter. Canada. It's Canada. It's the winter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what you expect, right? Exactly. Um, so I guess if, to get things started, um, we'll go where everything started. So Winyard, Saskatchewan. Can you kind of describe what life was like growing up there? Winyard, it's it's small town Saskatchewan. And I don't know what it's like around your area because I haven't spent enough time in Ontario. I mean, some, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this was a community of less than 2,000 people, wow. right? <laughs> the chicken capital of Canada. We're on yeah. the map, oh, right? Nice. But Win- Winyard was great. I mean, um, a small community where you just had all the opportunities in the world. So, I mean, I had a wonderful childhood. Um, small Again, our entire high school had what 300 people in it. Wow. Um, my graduating class was was 34, 36 people, I believe. Yeah. My graduating class. So again, small town. And he, and for us, that wasn't small town. That was big small town. I mean, small town we were talking about was like 300 people. Yeah. Right. 500 people. Exactly. So uh, no, it was great. You got to do everything, play all the sports, um, tons of opportunity that way, um, and it was it was great. Nice. So sports was always like a part of your life, like especially hockey, I guess, For in sure. Saskatchewan. Hockey was big. Hockey and football, um, you know, grew up playing both of them. Obviously, in small towns like that, we don't have minor football. So there's no football until <laughs> you get to high school, right? Oh, really? First, first time playing football is grade nine. Oh, wow. For all these rural kids. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. – there's no, there's, I mean, now they have a junior football program, which starts in grade seven. Yeah. But – that's the small town side of it. So you grew up playing hockey since you're five years old, right? Yeah. You play some baseball, you play golf. And then when you're in high school, I mean, you can play everything from badminton. You do, I ran track and cross country and you mm-hmm. can kind of get involved in, in basketball. I played a little bit. So you can get involved in everything, which is, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really. There's no minor hockey. There's no minor football, even though like the rough riders are so big out there. You think, I know, Yeah, but, but it's population. There's not enough. That's true. Kids at that age to, to put teams on the field, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's a little bit different now because now you have like nine-man football and six-man football and things of that nature. So Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, all right. So you fast forward a little bit and you go to the University of Saskatchewan, but you're kind of uncertain of, in terms of what you want to go down and what road you want to go down, right? Um, so it's either gym teacher yeah. or business. You've done your homework. I love uh, just, it. Just a little that, bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it, right? I mean, when yeah. you're in high school, like, you don't really know. And like, especially growing up, it, it's a different world, right? I mean, the, I graduated in 2005, yeah. which doesn't seem like that. If I, if you ask Rod, who's just in the other side of the room, he <laughs> would be like, like, you're so young. And, but I mean, I didn't have a cell phone when I was in high school. It wasn't yeah. until I got to the city and was 18, 19 before I got a cell phone. 
mm-hmm. right? Before that, that was just becoming a thing. Yeah. So the internet was what it was, but not what it is today. It was still pretty new. I mean, the greatest thing was MSN Messenger, right? So that's like the greatest thing you did on the internet and get chain yeah. mail to your hotmail address, right? Yeah. I mean, that was it. So that was the extent of the internet. So you didn't know this was a career, broadcasting. Entrepreneurship really wasn't a thing that was popular. That was something that meant you were broke and living on you know, somebody's couch, right? Yeah. So no, I was going to university. And so in 05, I enrolled at U of S and started taking classes, like you said, and in, in mm-hmm. to be a gym teacher and to be in business, just a little yeah. bit of both and see where it goes. Right. And, you know, obviously didn't go down either of those paths. I didn't yeah. go down the gym teacher path. I didn't go down the university path. I ended up dropping out. So, mm-hmm. so you end up becoming a broadcaster, but your journey didn't start there. What was that kind of journey like leading up to becoming a broadcaster? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I know I've told the story a little bit, but, you know, in, I think it was November. Maybe it was before that. Anyways, we were having, a, I was playing senior hockey. Senior hockey is really big in Saskatchewan. Um, we all know about the Allen Cup, the National Senior Hockey Championship. But the leagues and the senior leagues in the province is incredible. There's so many junior uh, players that come back and play and the level's really high. But, I mean, that's that's not me, but I was playing back in Winyard And we were traveling back and forth in the city. And we had a dinner that Darren Detition was speaking at. And people had said that I had a, had a voice, uh, you know, for radio, but just kind of laughed it off because it's not really a thing, right? Like, how do you go to be on the radio, right? How do you get to be on the radio? Someone's got to come and handpick you, right? But found out that Darren Detition went to a school in Saskatoon, in Saskatchewan, a broadcast college that I lived in Saskatoon, didn't even know it existed. Wow. Nobody did. Yeah. And so I started researching it. I went to an open house, did a little demo tape and ended up dropping out of university that December at Christmas yeah. and enrolling in Western Academy Broadcasting College and away we go. So that was kind of crazy that it just kind of happened like that. Yeah. Things happened. Yeah. But like that meeting with like Darren Titian, that was kind of like the moment where you're like, okay, this is kind of something I want well, to do. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Like I can't really pinpoint a moment where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never really had that moment. Yeah. I would be the kid on, you know, in the, on the, driveway or in the on the street playing street hockey and doing the play-by-play of yourself right yeah but i wouldn't do play-by-play of like my game i would be doing sports center highlights and then reenacting them okay if that makes sense yeah so i'd be like you know here's matt sundin down the right side and i'd be doing it you know and then he scores let's fast forward to the second period now and it's two to one and i do the moves and because i watch sports center every day every single morning before school right and then when people started saying hey like you could be like Darren Detition and you could, you should be on this. You got a voice. And I'm like, still didn't think that was a job or a career. I never really grew up dreaming of being on television, but yet I just loved play by play and sports center and all that stuff so much. I just did it. Not really knowing that's what I wanted to do. I kept thinking I'm going to be in the play in the NHL one day. Right. And then sure enough, broadcast college happens and I start thinking about a new career. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. how kind of those things kind of like come together like that like for me i grew up watching the score like religiously university of yes and watching the oua and everything like that and there was donovan bennett and like arash Adani. Um, oh yeah and yeah i always had like an inclining for sports but I, like, I never thought i would be talking about sports and then i started the podcast and i was like oh this is actually pretty dope right and, like, just how it kind of like goes into each other like pretty seamlessly and it's like it's been kind of like i wouldn't say easy 
but it's just been a smooth transition. It's something just fun and it's like effortless, I guess. And yeah, like, totally. Yeah. So it's been great. Um, yeah, Saskatchewan is like, I, I've never been there. I've only heard things, but like, like, I don't know what's in the water there in terms of like <laughs> broadcasting. Cause it's like, it wasn't until I started going through bios and stuff and I go through and Darren Titian, he's from Saskatchewan, obviously Rod's from Saskatchewan yourself. And I'm like, is there just like a broadcasting gene in the water over there? Two things will get you a long way in this business. Yeah. One, be from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> have a name, Darren. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's Darren Millard, there's Darren Drager, there's Darren, Darren Detition. Yeah. It just seems, Darren. well, Darren Pang is not from here, but it just seems like it's a combination. I don't know what happened or what led to it, but, uh, yeah, that's yeah, kind of the, the secret hack if you can pull it off. Nice. That's sweet. Um, so if we we'll fast forward a little bit more, and, yeah, like I said, uh, you leave broadcasting college, and then you go off to Regina. And how was that kind of transition like? Because you're kind of trying to figure out what your career is and how do you go from there? I was trying to play football. That's what I was yeah. trying to do. And, you know, it's funny. I've never been a person who's followed a plan or a path or kind of had anything set out. I'm very much, you know, and it's not really my the way I live. It just happens to be the way it goes. So, you know, I, one day at a time, right? Yeah. It's, it's This is kind of, you know, Rod's bracelet from his recovery side, mm-hmm. which is completely different. But for what, but I started wearing it for him in support. And I started realizing that's kind of how I've been living anyway. So in the middle of broadcasting college, I was taking a shot at playing football, junior football in Regina. And I'd gone to spring camp and I'd made it. I was a receiver when I was in high school. Um, I had made the top 90 players in the province in Saskatchewan. And so I went to Regina to play football. And sure enough, they're like, we got a spot for you. You're on the team, the Regina Thunder. Uh, should have come back to main camp and we, we got you, we got you a spot. And so I go by, I turned down my first job in the business, which was in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. I turned it down, went for an interview and I, and I didn't want to go. And this didn't make the, the people at Western Academy very happy because they're like, Hey, look at there. Weren't, people aren't just handing out jobs to anybody. It's not like you're going to get a job whenever you want. You know, you have an opportunity to get into the business. You should take it. And I said, look, I can only play football till I'm, what, in my early 20s. I won't be allowed to. Like, I'll be too old. I just. So I went back to Regina. I got a job at the Dairy Queen because they were a sponsor of the football team. I got an apartment and I went to camp. and I started playing football. And sure enough, middle of camp, I wasn't a workout warrior, right? I started developing tendonitis in my knees. And I couldn't practice, so they cut me right before the first preseason game. I got cut. And I'm working at Dairy Queen. I got no job. I am not playing football. And life's life, right? Four four days after I got cut from the football team, I got a phone call from a guy named Mike Henschel. You won't know that name, but Mike and I went to broadcast college together. He had landed a morning show job in Kindersley, Saskatchewan at a new FM station. And he called me because he wanted to check in and see how football was going. And he said, I don't know how football is going, but we've been opening for a play-by-play position here for the Kindersley Clippers in the SJHL. And I thought of you. And I'm like, Mike, I got cut four days ago from football. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I go down for an interview. And, you know, four weeks later, I'm the voice of the Kindersley Clippers working out of Rosetown in Kindersley, Saskatchewan, yeah. and my career is on its way. On its just, way. Just timing, luck, relationships. Yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of crazy how like networking is like don't never burn bridges i would say to like anyone that, you know and that's interesting never you know you say networking that's how networking is and then you say never burn bridges it is absolutely never burning bridges it's mm-hmm. absolutely keeping connections open but it's not being selfish in networking yeah right too many people think okay i need to network and then you start looking at people you want to connect with and thinking about what can that person do for me and that's not really how networking works networking is being nice to people and then opportunities randomly show up right you you can't say hey i'm going to spend all this time with daryl on this podcast and guess what he's going to make it big and this better pay off because he better have a job for me or an opportunity down the road no you keep a great relationship you do this because it's fun and because you want to do it and maybe Mm -hmm. one day down the road one of us has an opportunity for the other yeah right so it worked out the relationship was there and it turned out to, to be the greatest thing that has ever happened really yeah no that's great um yeah, I like that. It's all about like developing the relationship and not just like the, I guess, the value that a person could bring. In a develop sense. relationships to, to develop relationships, not to yeah. get something out of them, right? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, so now you're, now if we go back to the story, you're in Rosetown. And I've always wondered this because it's like traditional radio, I feel like it's kind of di- has it died in a sense now that the no. huge like digital presence or look and now we're getting into the entrepreneurship thing which is what i really love okay, okay? you know i started as a sports broadcaster but i'm not i don't that's not going to define me mm-hmm. i don't think you know it's it's entrepreneurship and the business side that i just love yeah and so it's, it's funny you know i don't i'm not a i'm not a marketer i'm not you know, um, I'm a brand, a brand, you know, and I study people and human behavior and, you know, we think radio's dead. We think TV's dead. It's not, first of all, it's maybe the medium is dying or going the other way because podcasting and digital media is taking over, but it's not dying. When you're in your car, you want to, you listen to audio, either talk or music. The same thing we've done for a hundred, well, not a hundred years, but for a long time, you listen to talk radio or music radio, but you listen to talk or music. Now we do all the same things. We just do it in a different device. I get to choose the music instead of you at the radio station, choosing the music. I get to choose which sports show I want as opposed to picking the time. Same thing with TV, right? We still pick up a remote control, look at our big TV on the wall, go through a guide and choose what we want to watch. We just do it on Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple TV. We do the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different delivery device, right? Mm-hmm. Just like instead of turning a knob on a TV to channel two, three, four, five, six, like we used to do, to flipping through Star Choice or Bell or Shaw yeah. on satellite dish and then eventually, you know, HD TV and stuff, it's just changing how we deliver it. But yeah. I think the medium is still has a ton of value. For sure. So it's not just about like the delivery, but just developing more content in a sense. Developing more content. And I really think that skill matters. Hmm. I think skill matters. So, you know, I still look at, you know, Western Academy and I don't know if they're going to listen to this and I haven't had these conversations with them, but I see their ads yeah. and I'm on some of their ads. Yeah. Um, you know, do you want a, a, a career in radio, playing music on the radio? Well, Maybe they're not going to do that, but that school could be promoting, hey, do you want to be the best content creator? 
mm-hmm. and be a digital celebrity, right? Or do you want to be an influencer, right? We can teach you how to conduct yourself, your presence, right? All of those things, the skills still matter. If you're good, you're going to have an opportunity to succeed. Yeah. Just the avenue and how you go about it has changed. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's well, you know, totally. You know, we do a show every day that do, that's delivered to YouTube, you know, and it, it's, it's funny, but from our, from what we do physically would be no different if we were going to the radio or if we were going, I mean, we are going to television as well, but you know, skill matters and things that we don't, that we take for granted, the, the voice, the delivery, the ability to tell a story, that's the stick handling yeah. of broadcasting. Fair right. Enough. No, that's sweet. Yeah. Cause I've always just like had that idea in my head. I'm like, man, is radio like die? Cause I haven't listened to radio and, a very long right. time, right? Because you have such control at your hands in terms of like, oh, I can listen to this podcast, I can listen to this album. You do, right? But even, but even those abilities, not everybody wants to choose what they listen to, Fair. which is why we have curated playlists. Yeah, a curated playlist is the same as a music director at a radio station. It's the same thing, right? Somebody putting together songs that you've never heard of. So that you, and then you're like, oh, I like listening to this radio station because they pick the best music that I've never heard before. Now I love all these songs and I go buy the album, right? I love this curated playlist. And now I pick these songs and put them on my own playlist. It's all the same, dude. It's just a different method of delivery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's, it's very insightful. Just thinking about it. Um, it's kind of crazy, right? And the, but the, and the difference is nobody's paying me to curate that playlist. Like they would pay me to be a music director at a radio right. station. Yeah. So that's the unlock, right? Is how do we navigate this career and make it a career when nobody's just handing you a job anymore at a radio station? Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty good segue into like my next question. Um, so like in sports media, like like you said, um, the work's pretty precarious, right? You're going from either contract to contract or job to job. And most individuals want to go from like bigger network to bigger network. But totally. you kind of chose a different route. Um, the travel and you went down entrepreneurship. Yep. And now you're CEO of DuPont Media. So what is DuPont Media and how did that all come about? That's a great question. Um, DuPont Media is a branding company. Okay. It's not a media company. It's not a broadcasting company. It's a branding business. Mm-hmm. We build, we build brands and try to create special moments, right? So whether you're watching Rod's show, yeah. I want you to feel something and create something awesome. If, if we have a video or if we are hosting an event, I want you to feel special, right? I want it to feel magical. I want to create something really cool and unique. Um, so that's, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It started um, back in 2014 when I was trying to get television experience. I was doing the same thing, trying to go from job to job, network to network, right? And wanted to get into television and all the TV jobs, you needed experience, three to five years of TV experience. So um, I didn't have any. So I went down to the local community television station to Shaw, talked to Bob Baker, who was the manager there. And I said, Bob, I need some TV experience. Can I volunteer? Can I do something here at your station? What can I do to get some TV experience? And the short story is we ended up creating a 30 minute magazine show every week that I did. And he let me do everything. I, I shot it, I did the interviews, I edited it, I put it all together, I got the hosts, I sold the advertising, I did all of it. And 
it was great. He gave me all the gear. They showed me how to use everything. They let me use their editing suites. And I created a show. Now, instead of just creating a show and doing a sole proprietorship under my name, I incorporated DuPont Media because at that point, I already had this big, grandiose vision that I was going to have investors and build a network and do all these other things. And nothing happens the way you think it's going to, right? So that's why it started. Now, the company went dormant because, you know, 2014, how old would I have been at the time? Um, 87, 97, I'd have been, what, 27 years old at the time, right? So... 27-year-old Darren had no clue how to run a business. Yeah. I mean, I didn't file my taxes. I didn't do any bookkeeping. <laughs> I didn't, right? Did nothing. Thing. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't make enough money to get in trouble either, mm-hmm. but didn't know what I was doing. So I learned a lesson, whatever. I, I, uh, it went dormant. And then when we were started Rod Show, we fired it back up. But I fired it back up with a lawyer, with an accountant. I had business partners okay. who kind of could run that stuff that I didn't do very well. Yeah. And we restarted it for this show and uh, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. So like, where did you learn, I guess, all that business acumen then that I guess you didn't have at 27? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. The short yeah. answer is it just happened, but you know what you learn by consuming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's podcasts, whether it's, it's, it's who you follow, what you follow, what you're consuming, yeah. what you're watching, what you're listening to, all of that, shapes who you are, right? Mm-hmm. I just have an interest in business. So I love reading business magazines, you yeah. know? I don't read them cover to cover and study them like an encyclopedia, yeah. but it's just what I'm interested in. I mm-hmm. like following people on social media that are entrepreneurs, building businesses, doing cool things, right? Yeah. Um, and you start seeing, oh, that's really cool. I like what he's doing. I, sh- I what, what she's doing in this area, I love. I, you know, I don't really agree with that. I like, you know, it's it's all knowledge, right? I talk about universities and stuff and I, and I think school plays a really important role, but we don't need to go to university to become smart and educated in in business. There's so many tools out there, but you still have to put in the time and you still have to educate yourself. And that's what I've learned. The the people I've talked to, the relationships I've built, you know, listening to people's stories, getting to know people, learning what works, what doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's just all been kind of built that way, I guess. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And it really brings me back to the point where like when I originally started this podcast, it was like, all right, I'll just go and I'll put on the mic, I'll record and throw it up out there. And then I'm like looking at other podcasts and I'm like, wait, this is not the same. It's not as like, I guess, polished. And obviously you have to start somewhere, but I was like, let me, if I do this, let me do it right. And it was going to YouTube. It was looking for videos and how do you do this and how do you do that? And, um, it led me down different avenues and then made things a lot easier. Because I was just like, oh, man, this is very hard. But then it was like little tips, like maybe you should batch your episodes so you're not doing them week by week and rushing to have them yeah. out by a certain time, right? And little things like that. So it's just like, yeah, you're never too never too old, never too young to learn. And you're always going to be a, a lifelong learner in that sense. Yeah. And like, and self-awareness is like the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the one of the key things. If you can actually sit down and understand who you are, what you're good at, mm-hmm. what you're not good at, and where you are in life, too. It's funny. Rod and I were having this conversation because broadcasters, young broadcasters will come up to us all the time and be like, Rod, Rod, how do I get to be like you? Yeah. Darren, Darren, how do I get to do this? Right. And Rod will be, you know, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm starting a show and I want to be broadcasting from the pirate ship at West Edmonton Mall. And Rod's like, well, it took me 30 years to get here. 
Yeah. Right. Everybody wants to be Rod Peterson or they want to be Dan Patrick or they want to be Jay Onright or they want to be that person today. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason we love those shows is because Rod's got 30 years of experience and stories to tell. Tell, yeah. Dan Patrick has 30, 40 years of stories to tell, right? Yeah. When you're 19, you don't have any stories to tell. How are you going to do a talk radio show with no <laughs> stories, no relationships with no, right? Yeah. So don't be afraid to be at the bottom, right? And be that person and live that life and develop those stories and do, you know, be self-aware about where you are in your journey. I think mm-hmm. that's probably like one of the biggest pieces of advice I could ever give somebody. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, the self-awareness thing is so, it's so huge. I think just understanding like your strengths and your weaknesses and people don't like to look at the weaknesses, but I feel like it's a good starting point in terms of where can I improve? Where can I develop? And you just go from there. Where can you improve? Where can you develop? But you know what? If you have weaknesses, great. But if you have strengths, then lean into your strengths, right? If you're good at sports talk, but bad at play-by-play, don't try and be a play-by-play guy, right? If you're really great on video and you look really great, then be on video. But if you don't look so great and you know don't <laughs> so well with the camera if it makes you nervous but you sound yeah. great then do audio and yeah. if you sound bad and you know you're uncomfortable in front of the camera but you write really well then be a writer right hmm. you know sometimes we have to think about what our strengths are and what we're actually good at and lean into that yeah and i think that's all what you have to do to be like successful right um but talking about successful you guys have a pretty successful talk show on your on your network um the rob the rob peterson show um how did that partnership come about to start that it started in 2015 Hmm. i mean that's when i met rod and our relationship started to grow and we started spending more and more time together and i kind of had you know i had a little bit of an idea that this is where he needed to go I mean, I always knew he was more of a national voice. I mean, he was stuck on local radio in Saskatchewan, which was awesome. But I just, I always thought, I'm like, you're so much better than, not better than local. I don't want to say you're too good for something because that's Mm -hmm. not the case. That's wrong. But I saw the skills there, right? I saw the relationships that, you know, in his kind of line of work or his amongst his peers, they didn't have, right? He had something different. And sometimes you don't see that, right? So I had an idea. And then when he was finally ready, you know, to leave that ecosystem of the CFL and the radio and the local radio, I started pitching him on the show. And, you know, it wasn't an easy pitch, but eventually, you know, got him in and the rest is history. Right. I mean, it's just been it's just been awesome watching it grow and and seeing where where it's been uh, and where it's going to go. Yeah, definitely not easy pitch. Like entrepreneurship is not I would say not for everyone. Um, no, I'm pitching a digital show and a new entrepreneurship thing yeah. and I'm pitching against like Sportsnet and these yeah. other cities and big stations <laughs> that have credibility and I'm like, have got none. So yeah. it's, it's hard to get somebody to believe in you and actually take a chance. Mm-hmm. So incredibly grateful. It just things, you know, stars align and here kind we are. Like worked out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like, it is, it's scary, right? Like, yeah, like I said, entrepreneurship is not like, it's not for everyone and I'm the type of person like that paycheck better be there every two weeks because okay. rent is but due. But that's okay too, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's not for everybody because when yeah. you have a cash flow problem or, you know, you're not getting on the air, people mm-hmm. are coming to you and you're like, okay, you're looking around for somebody to help you out, but there's nobody. You're at the top, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of juggling everything, mm-hmm. but you have to love it. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think you can decide to be an entrepreneur. I think it's yeah. something you're kind of born with. I think it's kind of like an identity more than it's not a job title, yeah. right? I think entrepreneurship is more of a personality trait yeah. than it is a job title. Nice. Um, and sometimes, you know, the best place to be is being number two or number mm-hmm. three in an organization, right? Yeah. But it's pretty fun uh, what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. What's like your favorite part of just like, yeah, producing that show and just like DuPont Media in, in its entirety? Uh, the best part is, is just being on the air. Fair. It's just, I mean, that's a small part of what we do. Being on, and that's what most broadcasters don't really understand, or that's the part they don't see, mm-hmm. is that being on the air and doing the cool things is such a small fraction of what we do, right? Yeah. Two hours of your day on the air. That's two hours. That's that's 10% of your day, right? Yeah. Well, not 10% of your day, but it's, it's a small fraction of your day, right? Yeah. Most of your time is spent learning, researching, building, you know, all of that. But the best part's probably being on the air. And we've been doing a lot of traveling lately, build, trying to connect with communities. Mm-hmm. I love that part of it. You know, that's really cool too, putting in the work to to meet people and develop relationships. And the relationship I've built with Rod, that's been one of the coolest parts of this whole thing too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely for sure. I like the, like the fact that you guys have been like kind of traveling around. Definitely been jealous of Rod being in Florida for the last like two weeks or so. You and me both. You know, it's <laughs> like I started this thing and, and he gets to go to Florida. Yeah, we both, we've all been jealous of him in Florida, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, talking about your relationship with with Rod for sure. Um, how much of a mentor has he been to you? And I guess like, what's one thing he's taught you and vice versa? Um, a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously, <laughs> you know, this has been kind of the biggest one day at a time, right? I mean, I, I think about that all the time. Um, it's interesting just being able to bounce things off each other, get that other perspective. We are not the same person, which makes it even better, right? We, I think we complement each other really well, which is great. You know, his work ethic is second to none. I mean, his ability, when when Rod says he's going to do something, he does it. He shows up, gets the job. You never have to worry, right? And that's been something really cool, especially for an entrepreneurial scatterbrain kind of ADHD riddled, you know, brain that I have. It's It's like you see so much that you admire in somebody like Rod who can just, you know, and he's so well connected. I mean, his ability to, you know, really connect with people the way he connects with whether it's guests from all across the country whether it's a viewer who's tuned into our show for one day and he remembers their name where they were tuning in from and what they you know were talking about you know that show when they tuned in like those are all really amazing skills yeah no that's for sure like i think just the the intentionality with it because even sometimes when i tweet on twitter and he'll automatically say like oh daryl from toronto and i'm like oh this guy remembered, right? Like, yeah, totally. So now, and it's kind of it's kind of eerie because I always thought he was just reading off like a paper. Maybe they just check it down. But I think the fact he's doing off off the off the top is amazing. We don't know where you're watching from, really, unless you tell us. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's no magic board that says where you're watching from. There's no teleprompter. Yeah, it is all from his memory. Yeah. It is insane. That's, that is crazy. No, that's sweet. Yeah. I think that just brings a different like. The feeling to a show, right? That you're kind of like involved yeah. and engaged. And I think that's what people loved the show so far, right? 
And that's, I mean, that's the coolest part. And I mean, there's so much that goes into it. I mean, 30 years, he's developed these relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. Craig Button comes on our show and he's like family because he's had such a great connection with Rod's dad and played a part in Rod's life when he was growing up. We had Don Cherry on our phone, on yeah. our on our show, on the phone. And I mean, the fact that Don Cherry comes on and is like, hey, Rod, hey, Darren, great to hear from you. Good to see you. I'm yeah. like, you know who we are? Like <laughs> that, like, you know what I mean? And not taking it for granted. We're always starstruck, you know, uh, you know, we watched the Stanley cup final game mm-hmm. at the home of Chris Nyland, like in his living room. That's wild. He's a Stanley cup champion. I mean, that stuff is just never gets old. Yeah. And that's probably the coolest part is just continuously being starstruck every day, even mm-hmm. when we're at this level. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So if you look at your company, um, and you fast forward 10 years, where do you Ooh. see DuPont media? Well, um, that's interesting. I see the company really expanding. I mean, I could, I see a lot of opportunities across the country and across the continent in sports media. I still want to have a huge fingerprint in where we're going in, in the, in the sports media business. I love this part of it. I see there's a lot of talent that's untapped. So I want to continue to develop that. I want to continue to build off of what we've done with Rod show. But I see DuPont Media really being involved in a lot of really other businesses on the branding side, because that's what I really love too, right? I mean, I walk in here, we're in Calgary right now doing our show out of the Gray Eagle uh, Resort and Casino, and I see opportunities here to build brand. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if you guys did this and this and this. And I'm like, I want to be able to play in that playground of entrepreneurship in all different businesses. So I see that being a part of what we do. I see events and you know interaction being a huge huge part of what we develop in the next 10 years and really connecting with influencers and personality because i think we're losing our our way a little bit um in the influencer business which is this like buzzword right now and we've lost the the meaning of influencer there's a huge difference between numbers and influence right a million views is a million views, but it doesn't mean you have influence, right? So I really want to bridge the gap between, you know, and develop really positive um, revenue generating influencers and leverage the great talent that we have in this profit, uh, this, uh, in, the, in, in this uh, media and in Canada that's really undervalued right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And the one thing you said there with difference between influence and influencers, it reminds me, I can't remember her name right now, but she's on TNT and she broadcasts for a lot of basketball games. And she always says, like, we've kind of had this infatuation with the word influencer, but I think it all leads down back to the impact. So we glorify the influencers to have a lot of followers, but how much impact are they actually having on the people? Exactly. Right. You know, likes and views and followers, right? Mm -hmm. Those are all vanity metrics, right? Yeah. And there's some value there, right? But it's all about understanding the value of today. What are people consuming today? Who are we following? You know, who is who is who is dictating our habits and our beliefs, right? And and what we do every day. That's a real influencer. For sure. Um, yeah, and just to kind of like wrap things up, I always ask this to every guest that comes through. If yep. you had an opportunity to talk to 12-year-old Darren, uh, what is one piece of advice you would give him and why? 12 year old me 
12 year old, I would have said, you know, start your YouTube show. The <laughs> second YouTube comes out, or I would have said, invest in Google yeah. and invest in Apple. No, 12 yeah. year old me, the advice I would give myself is do more, hmm. do more, try new things, whatever you want to do, try it, yeah. whatever you want to be, just do it. Try more, try new things and talk to meet new people. I mean, at 12 years old, you're not going to meet anybody, yeah. but I would say, look at, don't rush. Don't worry. You have the rest of your teenage years. You have all of your twenties to do as much as you can meet as many people as you can and just have fun. You know, because we often try and think we have to have our lives figured out by 19, by 20. I get, you're telling me at 18 years old, when I lived in a community of less than 2,000 people and I have met nobody in the world yeah. and I have no idea what's out in the world, I'm supposed to make a decision that's going to determine what the rest of my life is? Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> like, like, I have no clue. Yeah. So don't waste your money. Don't, you know, don't worry about wasting time. You know, life is actually pretty long, even though it feels short sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. You have all the time in the world to figure out what you want to do. Don't rush. Don't rush. Fair enough. No, this, this is great. I think it's just, yeah, sentiment of just kind of like take every opportunity as it is, right? Yeah. And kind of, just run, with, and kind of just run with it. So, no, that's sweet. Um, actually, one bonus question. Yeah. If people want to check out Rod Peterson, and obviously there's a lot of clips, what is your favorite segment that you guys have done? Oh. You know what? There's a couple, but the the best one, if you wanted to watch Raw and you want to really get to know who Rod is, he did a really good interview um, a, one year ago. It was early January of 2020 with Paul Bissonnette, hmm. Spin Chicklets. Find it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Rod and Paul Bissonnette on the RP show. It was a wonderful interview. You get to know. People ask, how did uh, how did you get Paul Bissonnette from Spin Chicklets on the show? Rod's like, I'm like, Rod texted him and said, come on the show. There was a relationship built there, right? Yeah. I mean, we can do interviews, but there's so much better when you have a relationship and you can tell stories and you can really get to know people. And it was fun. So that was probably my favorite thing we've done. Um, and that's what I would check out if you want to know what we're all about. All right, sweet. No, that's great. I don't think I've actually saw that one. I've watched that one, so I'll definitely have to run it it's back. It's good. And, and it's, you know what? It's relevant. Like, yeah. it's relevant. They talked about his first, about Paul's first goal in the NHL. They yeah. were actually recapping the World Junior Gold Medal Game, Canada, USA. And that was kind of funny with the uh, yeah. the water can barrel incident nice. um, in the dressing room. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Funny. I thought you were going to bring up the Ron Duguay one the first time he was on there. Okay. Duguay was awesome. Hilarious. And story. I can't believe him and Rod haven't connected yet in Florida because yeah. they both live there where they don't spend time there. Um, Ron Duguay was incredible. He was yeah. awesome. Kim Coates has been really good too. Mm -hmm. The actor from Sons of Anarchy and he's got a new show coming up. Um, he's been really great to have on. There's been a lot. Um, we just did an interview with Chris Cyborg was really cool. Yeah. I saw that recently. So yeah, so no. there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff we do. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, I hope it continues to go and grows and gets bigger. Um, but thank you very much for taking your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. Keep keep crushing it on the podcast. Keep pumping out the episodes. And, and I'm here whenever you need me. All right. Perfect. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beneath Sport Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. 
Eat Sports, and check us every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. See you in the next one. Deuces.